everybody. Welcome to episode number 78 of the Debt-Free Dad podcast. Today, we are talking about a powerful tool called sinking funds. Now, I love sinking funds, and they are a great way to prepare for future purchases, stay out of debt, and it's also going to break you the habit of actually using debt in the future. We're going to talk about it all on today's show. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast, where we're helping normal, everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress-free life. Now, here's your host, Debt-Free Dad, Brad Nelson. Hey, 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 how's everyone doing today? You can find me on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, Debt-Free Dad. And welcome to today's show. Uh, really excited about the the sinking fund show that we're going to be talking about today because for me, um, sinking funds and and I we're we're going to use this term because it's so technical. But at the end of the day, a sinking fund is literally just a, a savings account for future purchases, and we're going to talk about that here coming up. But uh, for me, and it took me a while to start actually doing this, you know, to start putting money aside for future expenses because early on, you know, I was living paycheck to paycheck, so it, it was pretty hard for me to start doing sinking funds and saving up for future expenses regularly because my budget was so tight. But as I was working the same plan that we talk a lot about on this show and using a budget, getting out of debt, building up that emergency fund, uh, the more debt I started to pay off, the more money I had monthly to start using in my budget to start allocating to certain future expenses, which essentially stopped me from you know using debt in the future for some of those things. So when it comes to sinking funds, the technical term for a sinking fund is actually a fund containing money set aside or saved to pay off a debt or a bond. It actually is an investment term, and uh, a sinking fund was is used for companies that pay off a debt, essentially. But we use the same idea, except we're not using it to pay off debt. We're using it to make cash purchases. And that's all it is at the end of the day. A sinking fund is a fund that has a set amount of smaller savings goals to pay for a larger purchase in the future. So I know sometimes, again, people get a little confused about the word sinking funds. So don't look at that so much and just look at it as like, this is just you saving regularly for a larger purchase that you're going to be making in the future. So Ryan and Amber, can you guys talk a little bit about how this was life-changing for you guys and, and not in the terms of say sinking funds, but just say saving up and paying cash and, and how much that's really kind of helped you guys uh, not only, you know, stay accountable, but also keep you guys out of debt. I would say it was one of the, one of the main reasons that helped us kind of get out of debt. Um, my wife started doing this uh, years ago and we just really gravitated towards it because it used to be where, you know, every year the kids would go back to school, school clothes, school supplies, or uh, needed tires for the car, or the car would break down. It was always like, I guess we'll charge it. They, they're they going to give us 0% at the tire place so we can pay it off. Um, so we really started to change our thinking and started setting aside money every month for that. So when school clothes or school supplies uh, or the dog had to go to the vet or the dog had to get her hair cut, all those different things were happening. We actually had the cash then to pay for it instead of kind of relying on credit um, and kind of like the month because the month to month living, we just never were thinking of it was like, yeah, I really like this new whatever. Let's buy a new bed this week, this month. And then next month, the dog needs to go to the vet. And you're like, oh, well, we didn't know that was going to happen. Well, 
we have a dog. She's going to go to the vet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have a car. It's going to need new tires. You got to switch your thinking of like, I bought this new car. Nothing will ever be needed into, I bought this new car. I'm going to need tires three years from now. I should start saving for that when it happens. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) And I, you know what I love my sinking funds for is fun. I'm all about the fun. I'm like, let's say for the trip, I've got multiple bank accounts. I've got a, I've got a one for a trip. I've got extra stuff for like camping and just different stuff that I've got all these little bank accounts for all my savings for the fun stuff that we want to do. Um, also the other stuff, but yeah, that's boring. <laughs> but, the fun, but the fun stuff is, is fun. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. And one of the other reasons why, uh, you know, having and saving and paying cash is because cash is going to save you cash and not necessarily all the time, but a lot of the times paying cash will save you cash. All right. Uh, Also, paying cash hurts more. So it's a lot harder to overspend when you pay cash. And again, this is for most people, not everybody. I've had people swear up and down to me that they if they have cash, they'll spend it like crazy. And and. That might be so. So this kind of goes back to knowing your own behavior. But for most people, it's been scientifically proven that most people will spend less using cash versus, say, using a debit card, a credit card, or even using these you know cardless pay options like your phone or, or things like that. Uh, so cash is just going to naturally, for most people, hold us more accountable because once the cash is gone, you're you're done spending. It's a lot harder to overspend with money that's not there. Uh, also, when you pay in cash, you get to pay in, uh, you can take advantage of paying full discounts. This is where it gets really awesome using sinking funds or a savings account where you're saving up for something in the future. Because if you pay in full for a lot of services that are out there, they will give you a cash discount. Like for instance, when our insurance company, now we just switched and I can't recall the percentage on our new insurance company, but our old insurance company, I want to say it was between 10 and 12%. They were giving us off of our premiums because we paid in full once a year. And that came out to like $200 for the year. That's a lot. And that's just one example. Like we get a cash discount. My son's in Taekwondo. We get a cash discount when we sign him up and we sign up biannually. They give us a discount for every six months. Uh, We get a discount for when we pay in full for our camping fees. We have a seasonal campsite that we camp at every summer. And when we pay in full for that in January, they give us a painful discount for those things. So saving up, Paying cash, using sinking funds, and and having a plan for that savings uh, can save you a tremendous amount of money. Not necessarily every single month, but if you look at the accumulation or the how it accumulates over the years, it's going to save you a lot. Having kids for us, where it saved us, is um, you know school supplies, school shopping, for example. If I went to the store to do that with my debit card or a credit card, it's super easy to say. Yeah, you can get the My Little Pony folder. It's only a dollar difference. But when suddenly I have to pay cash, I only have $100. It's like, you're getting the yellow one. I don't care. (laughs) So that's really where it saved us. Because And that that was the true for anything. If I were go shopping, it's like, oh, I really like these shoes, but they're $150. I don't like those shoes that much because I have to pay with cash. But if I have debit or credit, it's just I don't think of it. Oh, it'll be fine. And then you just swipe the card and you don't think of it. But when you're when you go to the store with only a set amount of money, it forces you to not spend more than that. Yep, absolutely. They actually did a study of exactly what Ryan just laid out of people going through the purchasing process using cash versus credit cards. And uh, it, it was proven through scientific study and MRI results that what he just said is absolutely true. Your hu- The human brain 
registers real cash purchases as paint. Like they they can see the pain sensors in your brain going off when you hand over cash versus when you use your credit card, those pain sensors, I'm not saying were invisible, but they were just not there nearly as much as say when you were using cash. Um, so you feel those, you feel those purchases a lot more when you're using those, when you're using cash. Also, when you get in the habit of using cash, you start to break the habit of relying on debt. And obviously you guys know that this show is called the Debt-Free Dad Podcast. You know, we are all about debt-free living. So uh, we we need to get out of that habit of relying on credit cards, relying on the, you know, all the, the mechanic place will give us 0%. We need to get out of the habit of relying on debt if we ever want to get out of it. And sinking funds and saving up is a great way to make that happen. It also improves the habit of future pacing. And this kind of, you know, Ryan, you you kind of were already talking about this a little bit, and even Amber, even with some of the fun stuff that you're saving up for, you know, future pacing is really about getting in the habit of looking at what does our future selves look like coming up in three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, two years. Um, you know, future pacing, it's, it's retirement savings, essentially. You know, you have to start looking at the future and what a lot of people who are living paycheck to paycheck, the 78% of people that are out there, what a lot of them lack is a lot of small and long-term, small and big, so, sh- so short and long-term goals, financial goals. And future pacing is all about setting short, and long-term goals. So you need to start getting yourself in the better habit of, okay, like Ryan mentioned, tires. You know, you, you own a car. We all know that the car is going to need some work, right? It's going to need brakes, going to need tires, going to need maintenance. Like those things are going to happen. It's it's not really an emergency because it's a known expense. It, it really kind of comes from a lack of planning is where a lot of the debt comes from, right? Uh, we, we talked about, um, well, Amber, you talked about some of the fun stuff, even the fun stuff that we do, vacations, um, going out to eat, right? I mean, these are all things that we know are likely going to happen in the future. It's all about planning and having good future pacing and improving those skills of knowing what's coming down the pipeline so we can start using that budget and plan ahead. I think when you do this, if you if you start doing this, even if you pick, like, I think when we started doing it, we didn't do it with a ton all at once because we were kind of new to it, kind of grew into more and more. Um, but I remember, like, the first time, I think it was even with our tires, we just went to the store and it was like $1,000 for tires and everything we had to do. And it was just a feeling of, like, we have the money for this. This is never, (laughs) this has never happened. Like we've charged it every time my entire life. And when you get that first win it for us, it was like, Oh yeah, we can do this. And then we really started thinking through kind of like that future pacing, that future planning, like, okay, what else are we thinking of? And that's when we started bringing in like, okay, the dog gets her haircut every three months. Let's start and really started planning out all those different things. And that really just helped keep us on track. That's awesome. So you're saying this this kind of works, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a I'm a big believer in this. <laughs> I like coming home from vacation and not having to pay it off. Yeah, absolutely. Those are the best vacations, right? Yeah, yeah. especially when it's fun stuff, man. There's nothing worse than going out and doing something fun, and then you put it on debt, and you're like, oh, how am I gonna have to pay for all this now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? You're like, damn, I regret that oh, vacation. Yeah, that's yeah. the worst. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about how you can start setting up your own sinking funds in your budget. How does this work? How to get started? Uh, We'll be right back after the break. Hey, if you love planners, this is for you. But you know why planners frustrate me, though? Because they only get it half right. Now, sure, they're really fancy at helping you manage your time, which is really important. But where they get it wrong is money. 
Most planners don't include any financial planning. Things like keeping track of paydays, bills and due dates, spending, yearly expenses, budgets, cash flow planning, debt elimination plans, goal planning. And that's a real pain. Then you've got to go and create your own. And who's got time for all of that? So instead, what happens? Nothing. We ignore our finances even more and things only get worse. Well, that all ends right now today. I am so excited to announce the release of our brand new, totally awesome debt freedom planner. Now, before you say, Brad, I've already got a planner. Well, this is not your ordinary day planner. This debt freedom planner is a companion tool that works with your day planner to help you save more money, pay off more debt, and melt away financial stress. This is literally the tool that we've all been waiting for that works with your planner to help you take control of your money. So head on over to therealdebtfreedad.com. Click on the Debt Freedom Planner in the menu to get all the details to order your very own Debt Freedom Planner today. Hey guys, we are back. Today we are talking about sinking funds and using the power of savings to help you stay out of debt. So let's kind of set this up and talk about how does this work? Like how can you get this set up? And what's awesome about it is that it's actually very simple. And the first rule of thumb is very much just like what Ryan said right before our break is number one, you got to start small. So just make sure you keep this really easy, especially if you're just getting started with some of this stuff, you may not be able to create a sinking fund for every expense that you have in your life. Um, because money might be tight right now. You might be living paycheck to paycheck. You might only have a little bit of wiggle room to start planning for those future expenses. So it's totally okay if you start small. Just start somewhere, all right? As time goes on, as you pay down your debt using the debt snowball approach, which we talk about a lot on the show, you'll free up more monthly cash flow and you'll be able to use even more sinking funds. Remember, a lot of us have been on this journey. I've been doing this for over 10 years. Ryan, how many years have you been doing this? Oh, yeah. Getting out of debt. Well, I've been debt free a year and a half, but it's been nine, nine and a half probably. Yeah. Nine and a half years. And Amber, you're what on year five ish? Uh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, we've all been doing this for quite a while. So when you first get started, just be patient with yourself um, and, and don't stress yourself out about this. This is something that I would like you just to kind of have on your vision board of things I would like to implement in my financial life that will help you. All right. So, Simple, pick a savings goal for an upcoming expense or purchase and divide that by however many months you have before you need the money. I know I just blew your mind with that one, right? It's pretty <laughs> straightforward and pretty simple, right? So let me give you an example. Like for instance, for the holidays, our family, we save $1,800 a year for the holidays, all right? And this is for everything. So this is for presents and decorations, dinners, um, gifts. I mean, just everything that we need for the holidays. And it's actually a little inflated. We, we typically don't spend quite that much, but we like to just have a little extra just in case. So if we spend $1,800 that one time of the year, what we do every month is we just take $150 out of our budget and we put that into a savings account every single month. A lot of people have, uh, I think they, what do they call them? Christmas funds through the banks. I think it, I think the banks do them now too. Uh, and essentially all that is is just a sinking fund. That's all they're using and setting up for you is just a savings account for your for your holiday expenses. Uh, another one, obviously, I mentioned uh, that we use is for camping. So uh, our camping fees are a little over $3,400 a year. And that's for the entire summer. We get six months of camping. We can camp as much as we want for that price. And camping's a big deal for our family. We got young kids. It's super important for us. We want to be able to do that with them. So what we do is we save that monthly. So rather than stress out our budget once a year, and pay that $3,400 
and try to figure out how we're going to do it in one month. Instead, we break it down for the 12 months and we just say, okay, we're going to take $288 every single month. We're going to put that into a savings account and then we're going to pay that. And then because we pay in full, like I talked about, guys, they give us a discount for that. So we actually don't even pay the $3,400. It's actually, I think, $33 and a little less than that even. So we save a little bit more. Um, so that's essentially how it works. You just take your savings goal, divide it by your time horizon of when you need it saved, and that's your monthly amount that you need to put away every single month into account. All right. Um, and where do you keep the money is probably the question. Like what kind of a savings account? Personally, I don't care. Now, Ryan, you were talking about, you know, you guys have used the envelope system a lot. Can you share how you guys would do something like this uh, for you guys and your family? Like what, what are some ways that you guys have done it? We liked having cash on hand. So we invested in a safe and we kept a up to a certain amount of money just in the envelopes. If it got above a certain amount, then we would deposit money into the bank. Uh, but for the most part, we liked, we didn't like having to go. And this again, just everyone's different. I'm lazy. I will admit it. I do not. I did not like having, we tried like putting it all in the bank and it's like, Oh, I gotta go to the bank and take the money out. It's like, I'm just gonna use my debit card. So it's, we stopped doing that and we just liked having the cash. Cause then it, we just, it was there, we could grab it and we just knew we could go and do it. Um, so that's how we did it. Uh, now that we're out of debt and we don't do as many envelopes as we once did now, pretty much everything goes to savings. Cause we don't, we're not as, we still have things we're saving for, but now it's not as worrisome as what it once was. Yeah. What about you, Amber? Um, I have a bunch of bank accounts. I, I, I use an online bank and I just keep opening different accounts. <laughs> there you go. That's what we do too. Yeah, absolutely. And when we first started out, admittedly, we did a lot of it the way that Ryan did it because we weren't saving up, admittedly, saving up $3,400 when we first started for camping fees. We weren't even camping. All right? we, did, we, we were broke. We couldn't even afford to go camping then. Um, and, you know, you think about something like even Christmas, $1,800, saving $150 every month for Christmas. That was something that we weren't able to do back then either. So it was much smaller amounts. So when we first started, we used very similar what Ryan was talking about with the envelope system, small amounts of money, like things like think about things like clothes and, you know, like you said, Ryan, even back to school shopping, things like that. But as your cash flow improves and as you have less debt, the more money you'll have every month to save a larger amount of money. Uh, and it becomes easier. So yeah, we use online banks now. Uh, in fact, there's a really cool online bank that's out there that we use that actually has this whole sinking fund set up where you can actually allocate in one account what that money in that account is made up of. And you can put it into what they call our buckets and, and label the buckets like this is for this, this is for this, this is for this. And then when you take the money out, you can say, I want to take it out of these accounts. And when you transfer money in, you can say, I want it transferred into these accounts. So they have made it, especially with, you know, fintech and and the technology that's out there with online banking, uh, this has become even easier and and more accessible just being right on your phone. So there's a lot of cool tools that can help you do this stuff uh, as well. The other thing too, guys, is keep in mind that, you know, sinking fund, the whole idea of a sinking fund is that you have an end goal at the end of the day that you're saving up for. All right. Um, but at the end of the day too, you, you also want to get in the habit of just saving for the sake of saving. All right. You don't have to have a goal just to save money. I want to say that again, you don't have to have a goal to save money. Saving just for the sake of saving is an awesome habit to create. And I know we use this, uh, we know we use this quote on just our last podcast, but it fits so perfect with 
this podcast episode as well, and I want to share it again. It says, saving is a hedge against life's inevitable ability to surprise the hell out of you at the worst possible moment. Savings without a spending goal gives you options and flexibility and the ability to wait and the opportunity to pounce. It gives you time to think. It lets you change course on your own terms. And again, that quote comes from The Psychology of Money written by Morgan Household. And I want to kind of go back to what you said, Amber, when you said you guys have sinking funds for a lot of the fun stuff that you guys do. But what sinking funds also create is, again, kind of what this quote suggests is that you you might have all of these little sinking funds set up, and a lot of them might be for fun things. Things aren't aren't absolutely necessary, but they're wants. But then a legitimate need gets you know lands on your doorstep, and you have this emergency pop up. Well, now you have all of these sinking funds plus your emergency fund. How many options do you have inside your budget with all these sinking funds, your emergency fund to cover those expenses now? There is no panic. There's no stress. There's a lot less worry because you've opened the opportunity to be prepared for a lot of those life storms that are going to happen to you. And it makes life so much easier. Would you agree? Oh, my gosh. It's so funny that you bring that up because I have been saving for a new uh, laptop. And just recently, my dog, we're having troubles with him. So I found out that there's this really good dog trainer. She's expensive. And I opted to use the savings for the laptop because I didn't really need it to go and do this other thing for my dog to give us peace of mind and help us deal with the trouble we're having with the dog. Yeah. That is the perfect example right there. Yep. And and again, life is going to change. It is going to surprise you and having money at your disposal saved for either a goal or just saved for the sake of saving is going to create a lot less stress in your financial life. So guys, sinking funds are awesome. I highly suggest them as do Ryan and Amber start saving. And uh, man, it, uh, it it will certainly reduce a lot of financial stress and make your life a heck of a lot easier in the future. Hey, hey, what's this I see? I thought this was a party. Let's Guys, that sound means it's time for the celebrations of the show. And today we're kicking it off with Sharon Hershey. Sharon says she removed my credit cards from my wallet. They are now in my roots binder where the cover of the cover page of the behavior module handout stares at me accusationally. <laughs> if I even consider using one, I absolutely love that. Yeah, we send our we send our roots members these little uh, what would Brad do cards because our roots members like created this hashtag what would Brad do WWBD and uh, they say it all the time and they use it as accountability and it's not just like what would Brad do but it's a reminder of the commitment that they've made uh, to get out of debt and I love that Sharon great job Christina Alter I have started to pay myself first and use the envelope system to budget and stay on track to prevent more random shopping trips awesome great job Christina that's awesome Christenseth. Uh, made a budget, changed to paying cash, check my bank account daily. No more impulse buys with extra money because there is no extra money when it's budgeted. That is right. Totally true. One rule for budgeting, no more extra money because extra money gets spent. That's an awesome win, Chris. Uh, Gina Millette, my biggest behavior change was and is listening to the podcast whenever I'm in my car. That is awesome, Gina. I never listen to music anymore. It's just the Debt-Free Dad podcast. I'm almost caught up to the current episodes. Don't know what I'm going to do when I'm current. She goes on to say, I'm going on the road trip next weekend with my best friend and our daughters. 19 hours in the car each way. 
We will be listening to Brad Nelson. <laughs> oh, we're so glad that you're listening. Oh, glad have mercy on you guys and, and your kids. <laughs> They're going to learn a lot. Oh, so funny. That's awesome. Great win. <laughs> Melissa McConnell Carlisle, no longer getting my nails done. Whew, that's a tough decision. Went to Color Street, which is way cheaper. That's awesome. My wife uses those. She likes those, actually. I don't even know what that is. It's like... um. They're like, what's the best way I can describe it is like little nail tattoos. <laughs> That's the okay. best way I can describe it. But when they're done, it's like they look, in, in my opinion, of course, I'm a guy, so who knows. But when my I nails, look at them. My nails always look just normal. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I look at them, I was like, oh, those look really, really good. Uh, but it's it's funny that this gets brought up because it was one thing my wife cut out was getting her nails done every month when she got out of debt. It was like 50 or 60 hours a month. And it's, I can never, I can't, I've never been able to talk her into going back into that. She like, she just won't do it anymore. That talk, talk about behavior, habits change, understanding what's important to you. Um, such a great win though, but that's great. Uh, Shannon Campo, we've been making so many changes. Some we had been working on, some we are getting better at. If I hear my husband, Justin Ryan say, what would Brad do one more time? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, those ones crack me up, and I, I kind of feel a little bad about that because I get I, I, I kind of know what that feels like. <laughs> but uh, that is an awesome win. Congratulations to you guys, and congratulations to all of you guys who are working so hard at getting out of debt. And thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your feedback, and it also helps us grow our podcast. So please leave us an honest review. We read every single one of those. And as you know, the Debt-Free Dad podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. So if you know someone who could benefit from our show, please give us a share. We appreciate you. And we will see you guys on an upcoming episode. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Dad podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, head over to therealdebtfreedad.com. 